Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. My name is Lena Abijamro, and I am the host of this podcast. I run a ministry called Living with Power Ministries that uh, you can find out more about at livingwithpower.org. It is so great to have you, whether you've been here before or maybe your friends told you about this podcast and you ended up landing here, or maybe you like the topic for today. However you landed here, we believe God brought you here, and we believe that this podcast is going to encourage you. We try to bring biblical truth for everyday life. That's our motto here, and... Uh, These days, man, we need it. We're living in a post-Christian culture where nobody believes much of anything anymore. And so our goal is to provide a little bit of perspective on on controversial issues and on life issues. And and so right now we're going through a series called Dear Lena, where I answer questions about faith, life, culture, and everything in between. And so if you have a question about life, send it to me at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. By the way, my background is that I'm a pediatric ER doctor. I uh, still practice medicine. I do it in telehealth now. And uh, the reason is that I also run the organization called Living With Power, where we provide, well, we actually dispense hope to the world. And we do it in a number of ways. We do work with Syrian refugees in Lebanon. That's my home country. And we also um, do uh, Bible study resources and discipleship materials. So we're glad you're here. And uh, we've got a good uh, episode for today. As usual, you can subscribe to this podcast. And uh, we would love for you to spread the word about what we're doing here. With that in mind, let me go ahead and hit today's episode. And uh, Oh, I guess one more uh, little housekeeping item. We try to keep the answers, or I try to keep the answers, to three bullet point um, perspectives or, or thought processes and always try to be biblical in my thought processes. And, um, uh, and basically, that's it. Here's a question for today. Dear Lena, is it ever okay to call someone out publicly as a heretic and false teacher? I got this question recently in the email, and I really appreciate it because we are certainly living in an age where anyone can call anybody out and where we're seeing a lot of crazy teaching out there. So at what point do we say something about it? At what point do do we speak up? At what point do we uh, let others know, hey, there's a problem here? I, I This is very personal to me. If you um, have fo- been following my ministry for any length of time, then you know that um, I was kind of in a pickle back in uh, 2013-ish. Uh, I left my church. It was a big mega church, and I wrote a book about it, actually, called Fractured Faith, Finding Your Way Back to God in an Age of Deconstruction. And really, it tells the story of leaving the church that was very much home to me and the reason I left was because of uh, toxic leadership and abuse of power at the leadership level. And so all this to say that one of the challenges that I faced was, hey, do you say anything about leaving? And when, when is it our responsibility to speak up? And so that was a while ago. But now, if anything, there's more examples of, of ministries and churches and, and leaders who are blowing it. And it's easy to see that. And so um, some people think that if you speak about these things, you're sinning and you're making the body of Christ look bad. Others say, no, if you don't say anything, you're sinning. And so there's a lot of debate about it. I think this is a legit question. A lot of verses on this, by the way. Uh, turns out that uh, I, I think it's okay to call out false teachers. I, in fact, it doesn't matter what I think. Let's think about what God thinks. And so I just thought I'd go over some verses with you, but then we'll go over some parameters that might give us some context as to when to do it. And so here we go. Like uh, I'm just going to focus on the New Testament here because that's uh, the age that we're living in right now and post-Christ's being here. Matthew 7, 15. What, what, what does it say there? Let's look here. Um, oh, I'm in Mark. I was like, that doesn't sound familiar. Okay, here we go. Matthew 7, 15 uh, says... Beware of false prophets. This is Jesus speaking. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. So Jesus is warning that there are people who may look like teachers that are good, but they're not. And uh, in Acts, 
I'm going to just keep building on this case of, of what God's word says. Paul was speaking to his elders in a farewell speech, and he writes, uh, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. And then he says, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flocks. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Man, we see this happening all the time now. I see people who have gone off the deep end, biblically speaking, and many people are going after them. And, and so this is exactly what Paul prophesied and predicted. Um, he also warned people in Philippians chapter 3. Uh, he, he actually was bold there. He says, look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. And then he admonishes him, for many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Funny, I'm recording this on a day that I've read about another deconstruction of a person who is an apologetics person for the gospel. After 30 years of the following Jesus, now he actually, he used those words, denounces the faith that he has taught and preached all over the world. It's so sad. Uh, Romans 16, 17. Um, let me just kind of keep building on that. I think those verses, if you are looking at this episode later, it's important to have some verses to sort of get some context here. Romans 16, 17, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. And then he says, avoid them. Now, you might say, well, here he's speaking in so many generalities. Like, really, I mean, he's not really calling people out. Well, listen, Paul was uh, not shy about calling people out. In 2 uh, Timothy, he probably does it the most directly and boldly. Actually, he actually also does it in 1 Timothy, uh, where he says... Um, by, uh, he says, this charge, I entrust you, Timothy, my child. This is 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. Uh, he talks about some people. He says... Uh, that um, holding faith and a good conscience by rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith, among whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. And then in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he goes on and gives the, uh, another example of Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me. And then Alexander the coppersmith, 2 Timothy 4, 14, Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him, for he strongly opposed our message. So very specific, some general words first that kind of paint this picture of, man, there's going to be some false teachers. Don't be surprised. Uh, a great chapter also in this regard is 2 Timothy chapter 3 that talks about how in the end times there are teachers that look godly but have no, he says, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. And so I think, again, there's a need and it's biblical to call out false teachers. There's nothing wrong with that. But Paul wrote this book, uh, well, Paul wrote all of his writings pre iPhone, pre-social media, pre-having a, you know, a computer in your pocket that you can basically say anything to anyone at all times. And, and I think it's important to set parameters. Like, like when, do you, when do you do that? When, do you, when is it our job to be the police? You know, there are people who, who are whistleblowers and their work has led to the unveiling of great truth that has, you know, of, of people who have, you know, there are people who have committed abuse for years that have, would have continued doing it were it not for the work of some whistleblowers. And I, you know, people think of the word whistleblowers as an evil thing. I'm not sure it's evil if you're doing it biblically. So, so here's some three thoughts as to when, uh, or is it ever okay to call someone out? I do think the answer is yes. Someone, sometimes it is okay. So here's some things that I have framed this question uh, in. Number one, you should call out a false teacher if no one else is doing it. 
Uh, I, I really think that there's a point where not all of us need to always be spewing stuff about everybody. You know what I mean? Like, so, so by and large, uh, you go, well, whose job is it to, to call out false teachers? Well, uh, it should be the elders. And you know, even when Paul, in the chapter that I read to you, the verses in Acts, he was speaking to the elders. And it, there's, a, there's a, a way that the church uh, has, ha, that Jesus has wanted the church to look in terms of its leadership. There's an eldership. There's a, a leadership board, you know, the way that it works. And, and it's technically the job of the elders to keep the pastor accountable. And so when it comes to leaderships and, and people who, uh, you know, are, are leading sheep, so the, the biblical um, analogy of sheep is the flock. And of course, Jesus is our great shepherd, but he assigns shepherds of flocks who are like the pastors, basically. And this is all, again, just, just symbolic. I'm using those words symbolically. But basically, that the pastor is to report to the elders. And so there is a, a sense of accountability. There's a sense of protection. And so it should be the job of the elders to call out the leader. Now, I was in a situation where that was not happening to the extent that it should have been happening. Or what was happening was that those who were calling out the pastor were kicked out of the church. And so it became a problem. And so at, and in my story, at one point, there was a blog, because again, we're living in an era where this is, where this is available, where there were people who committed themselves to getting the details of the story to investigate. And, and, and people critique that, I get it, but they were doing it. So there was somebody who's doing it. There's, there's no need for 1,500 people to do it. And later on, of course, there was a, a, an investigative reporter. I've had her on the show, Julie Royce, who did more work on our story in my area. And so there are people who have been, and Julie would tell you, she's called by God to investigate uh, those types of stories. She wants to shed truth, to bring truth to light in uh, Christian communities and churches. And so if it's happening, I'm not sure it's our job to call out those teachers if we're not in a personal relationship with them or in a pastoral, you know, under their pastorship. So if you're just a stranger and you see something happening, I don't think all of us need to be going, look at them, they're evil, they're evil, they're evil. Now, uh, there is a warning in scripture to call out false teachers. And there's a, so, and I think we made that compelling you know, argument that there is a, a time when we're to avoid certain false teachers. So unless somebody calls out a false teacher, you would never know potentially. And not just false teaching, but bad teachers, but um, people who, like I'm giving an example of people who have abused others that may not be quote unquote teaching falsely. There's been I think of, again, not to point too many fingers here. I don't mean to call out because this has already happened, but Ravi Zacharias ministry. I mean, he was abusing women. And in this light, he was speaking truth. So he, so you could be speaking truth, but still have a character and a despicable behind the scenes lifestyle. And so regardless, as the truth came to be, you know, there's a, so it's a good thing that those things came to light. It ended up protecting those who were being abused. It took a while for that to happen. And, and, and the venue of this, so there's not just a warning to call out false, false teachers, but in scripture, there's a pattern to call out false teachers. And of course, that pattern sometimes, uh, the reason some people end up speaking out more publicly, like the investigative reports that we've read, is that 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 pattern fails. You go, well, what is the pattern? Well, Matthew 18 has been like that standard pattern where people say, all right, well, you, first of all, if you have a problem with someone, you're in this relationship with them, well, you go. If the brother sins against you, you're supposed to go to that brother, tell him the faults in, in Matthew 18, 15. And if he does not listen, then you take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. This is Jesus telling this, how to handle this sin among, um, uh, among leaders.
leaders. And so there's a pattern. Now, when that pattern fails, as we've seen happen, uh, that's when, again, there's been people who have been called by God to tell the stories of abuse. Uh, there's many who have, who have done a tremendous job. I think of Rachel Denlehollander, and, and I, I think until I die, I'll probably never say her last name right. And I thought my last name was difficult to say. But nonetheless, she's been an example of a person who has called out very biblically and justly and with data and with points and with, you know, you know, with all of the ways that if she wasn't speaking on truth, she wasn't speaking, I mean, just reporting the facts in a way that uh, is above board and in a way that um, uh, would protect those who are being harmed by those who are false teachers or just people who are abusing others, etc. So, so there's a warning, there's a pattern, there's a reason in scripture for calling out false teachers. And that reason is going to take me into the second big idea. So you should call out a false teacher if no one else is doing it. And there's a reason why we call out false teachers. And here's that second big point. You should call out a false teacher if not doing it puts your flock in danger. All right. So this is an important point. So Ultimately, Jesus is all about protecting his flock, the sheep, and, and he has people that he calls to leadership who are now, like pastors are supposed to be representatives of Christ and protecting their local body of sheep. And so if not calling out a false teacher is putting your flock in danger. And so now you might be like, I, you know, as an example, I am in ministry and there are people who show up to our Thursday night Bible study where I teach live. By the way, I'm inviting you to show up to that Bible study. If you've got time on Thursday nights or you can catch those teachings the rest of the time. I've been in church settings where I have led women's ministry. Now I write books. So there are people who quote unquote, to use the word that we use in our world, they follow me. In a sense, that is the flock that God has given me. I'm not a pastor. I'm not trying to say that I lead them in any formal way, but still they look up to me. They look to me for truth. And so I have a responsibility to protect them. And so if you are in a place of leadership, you need to guard your flock with the truth. That is a word that's even stronger for pastors, for uh, leaders in, in, in Christian communities. And so if you're in a place of leadership, you need to guard your flock with the truth. Speak the truth. And by the way, that has to be done in a number of ways. That can be done just in teaching the truth. Teaching the truth about controversial issues that might be uncomfortable to talk about. But if you don't teach the truth, then it would be easy for your sheep to go after false ideas because they don't know what the Bible teaches on it. And so our job is to protect the sheep by teaching the truth. But if you're in a place of influence, by the way, in 2022, we hold influence so that even if you, like a lot of women have been critiqued and lauded for how they've been able to quote unquote, pastor other women through online means. Well, that comes with a responsibility. Remember how James, um, the, the brother of Jesus, wrote the, the little letter um, that is titled James, and he says, now many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. We who teach will be judged with greater strictness. This is a, a strong word of reminder. And so if you are in a place of influence, praise God for that, but if, if you have a scope and then the false teacher's scope reaches your influence, then it's your responsibility to speak truth. So while not every single human in the world needs to be calling out a false teacher, I think it's good to be educated by those who have been called by God to do it. But if you happen to be in a place of leadership and you're noticing, and I think this really holds to women's stuff even more so than men's, maybe some to men's, but maybe I'm more familiar with the women's stuff. But I think in the women's world, and, and look, 2 Timothy 3 warns that a lot of the false teachers will take 
Paul writes, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning, never been, never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. So I think women are prone to following others, and we sort of, there's this big following where you, know, you might be like, well, I really like her, and yet they're teaching false stuff. And so if, if you're in this you know, internet world where you're influencing others and you notice that the people you're influencing are being influenced by a false teacher, you might have a responsibility to call someone out at some point. I think Alyssa Childers has done a tremendous job of doing that. There are others who are strong Bible teachers who have had to, at some point, say, this and this person is a false teacher, and they've made a compelling argument for it. I've read stuff that my friend Jen Michelle has written about, about others in the past, like Glennon Doyle, and Glennon Doyle is one of the most popular women right now in the social media sphere, but she's a false teacher. And again, why do I say this? Do I, do I mean her harm? No, she entertains me if I ever go and watch her stuff, which I don't much because it lures me and it sucks me in. And I think it's false. It's not based on biblical truth. And so uh, I, I, think, I think we need to be responsible in speaking the truth, but in pointing out that false teaching that's around us when it impacts those that we are leading. Because why? Because there's a reason we call it false teachers, and it is to protect our flock. And so pray about that. We need wisdom. We need discernment. So we, we need to call out false teachers if no one else is doing it. So if you're in a situation where you're in a church and no one else is saying anything, the elders have been mute and there's clear sin happening, you're aware of it, then at some point that story needs to be told. And so pray about what best to do it. And then, and, and maybe it's not a church context. Maybe it's in your work context. Maybe, I, I don't know. There's so many ways to apply this, but just let the spirit of God lead where he will. You should call out a false teacher. If not doing it, puts your flock in danger. And lastly, you should call out a false teacher without neglecting to do it God's way. You should call it a false teacher without neglecting to do it God's way. God has a way of calling out false teachers. We do it in love. First of all, you do it privately if it can be done privately. So what you can do privately must be done privately. You don't need to always make everything public. And then what you can do in love must be done in love, which is basically everything because God says do everything in love. And so, so even when you do call out false teachers, be careful because it's easy to become self-righteous and smarty pant about it and be like, they're telling lies. And, and, and that's not biblical. And, that's, and there's been some really godly teachers who have lost their influence for the way that they have corrected what they thought was false teaching. So you need to be careful not to let our words get ahead of ourselves. And, and this is a tough balance because most people who are willing to call somebody out are passionate and they're outspoken. And so, so let that be kind of a word of warning to say, God, how do we do this in love? I love my friend, Wendy Elsop. She makes such a point of that. Like we need to be charitable in the way that we critique one another. It's not that we don't disagree with other people. It's how do we disagree with them? And then do we do it in love? Again, in love, but do it. But that doesn't mean you don't speak the truth. You can speak the truth in love, even if the truth is, is against what somebody else is teaching, etc. So what you can do, to, and here's the last thought on this, what you can do to attack the issues and not the person uh, should be done with that in mind, all right? Too many of us, we stop, like, like I'm telling you, I like Glennon Doyle. I find her amusing and funny, and, and others like her, like there's others. I, I like Jen Hatmaker. I find her hilarious, and her stuff comes in my, my, my feed on Facebook, and, and I'll read her stuff, and I'm entertained, but she's not teaching biblical truth. On a number of topics. And so again, now you go, well, you just called people out. You go, yeah, 
because I have a responsibility to. And those are two examples of people who are very well loved. And, and by now, many have written stuff about them. So I don't think my voice needs to be added. But I'm giving you an example. Like, it's not the person I disagree with. It's, it's their issues. And so I think it's important to sort of, sort of talk about that. And maybe, maybe today you're going to follow it up with a question. Well, why do you think so-and-so is a false teacher? And I'm happy to answer that. I think by now, again, there's so much written on that uh, out in the public. I don't know that you need my two cents worth. But, but, but I do think that, um, and I, I think it was intentional to mention some of those names, because I think that there are people right now who are extremely popular. And by the way, there's others, not just them, who are not teaching the truth that might be very very likable and very charismatic. And I think we need to be careful. Um, we need to be careful. And I think, I think again, I think today, I, this is sort of a sensitive topic. There's, there's, there's a lot of opinions on this, but I would just leave it to say, listen, um, the Apostle Paul uh, was specific. He was bold. He called people dogs. I'm not saying to do that. I think he had reason to do it. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit in this. And uh, and, and I'm not saying that we are to do that either, but I, I, I'm, I'm just suggesting that in God's word is, is precedent to call out, and not just to call out, but to avoid those who are false teachers. And so it may be time to mute some people in your feed. And maybe, maybe, maybe you're going to mute me today, and I'm okay with that. I, I, frankly, I, I, I love that uh, we don't call ourselves to teach, and either God opens a door and a platform, or he shuts it. And I've always prayed with all my heart, God, when I'm when, when, when what I say is harming and not blessing uh, your kingdom, then shut me up forever. And I really mean that. And so I, I do believe that James's words are sobering and real. Uh, we do hold to a stricter judgment. And I think uh, someday we will all give account of ourselves and our words to God. May God find us faithful. May he find us truthful. But mostly may he find us loving. All right. With that in mind, let me end this a little longer than usual. Man, I thought this was going to be a quick one. So I'm sorry if it went a little longer than your workout, if you're doing this on a workout. But uh, just know that uh, I love you guys. I'll be back here next Thursday. You can join us on Thursday night at the Facebook community where I teach live. Go to livingwithpower.org slash community. I'd love to meet you there in person. In the meantime, uh, have a great day. Love you guys.